Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I'm Danielle Lelantiri, an ITA energy medicine practitioner, intuitive empath, and spiritual writer, here to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. In this space, we deep dive every week into topics designed to help you awaken, align, self-heal, and transform. I believe the stars have called you to this podcast for a reason. Let's dive in and find out why. Hello, my beautiful friend. Welcome or welcome back. Today's episode is very special because it is the first episode in season two. This season is going to up-level in content, and I am so excited to share more talks surrounding the specifics of both psychology and energy medicine. As an ITA practitioner and a psychology major, all I do is reflect about these notions as I learn and grow more and more every day. My intention for this season is to go a little deeper and touch upon topics that will really push you to question and reflect and align with your highest self. 2022 is calling all of us to take our blinders off and actually see the truth of our lives, and I want this season to reflect that as well. I want each episode to be like drinking a triple shot espresso for self-development work and self-healing. And I want to accomplish that by really bridging the gap between science and spirituality as I link energy medicine to psychological research and practices. I want to commence this season with a really important and relevant topic for this time, which is emotional freedom and how to properly manage negative emotions, insecurities, and triggers. First off, Emotions are energy in motion. Emotions are signals. They are messages that communicate to us when we are balanced or offset. They should not be judged or repressed, but instead be seen for what they are with a lens of neutrality. With that said, every emotion is valid, even if it may be perceived as dramatic or unnecessary. Every emotion you feel in your body is a message and should be appreciated and respected. However, It is how we as humans interpret that energy and respond that matters. Do we react in a way that will satisfy the ego in the moment? Or do we respond in a way that is in alignment with our highest selves and gives us the space to grow and heal? That's the key difference. Emotional freedom comes when we no longer attach ourselves to our emotions and instead witness them as tools that we can utilize rather than weapons that are used against us. Emotional freedom is the ability to cultivate positive emotions while also transmuting negative ones. And as energy psychiatrist Judith Orloff says, emotional freedom is the capacity to give and receive more love. So, how do you achieve emotional freedom and why is it so important? Emotional freedom is one of the main building blocks to alignment and evolution. Every day, we are constantly being triggered and tested through external experiences that trigger emotional reactions from us. Once we learn how to manage our emotional reactions, we can heal our triggers, get to the root cause of offsets, and show up more easily as our highest selves. I don't know about you, but I would love to stop lashing out at my loved ones when my lower emotions are triggered. That is not who I truly am. And I want to show up every day as my most authentic and aligned self. But in order to do that, I must practice working on gaining emotional freedom, which is essentially the ability to no longer be controlled by lower emotions and offsets, 
to see them for what they truly are and to not be swayed by them. To break it down even further, there are three key elements to emotions. A subjective experience, which is an experience we immediately interpret based on our beliefs and frame of reference. Then a psychological response, which are sensations that are stimulated by the sympathetic nervous system, such as sweaty palms, a racing heartbeat, or a churning stomach. And then lastly, a behavioral response, which is the actual expression of the emotion. We are rarely able to control the subjective experience and the psychological response, but through self-awareness, intention, and practice, we can control our behavioral response, so much so that we no longer are swayed to act in a negative way when triggered. That is emotional freedom. So how do we achieve it? In my opinion, emotional freedom is not something that most of us will be able to achieve overnight. Rather, it is a self-development journey that we will work on over the course of our entire lives, or maybe even many lifetimes. I hope to one day have full emotional freedom, and I definitely think that that is possible. But I want to make sure that first and foremost, you have compassion for yourself. Because facing insecurities and healing triggers is not an easy feat. And I don't want anyone to feel discouraged or bad about themselves because they still react based on negative emotions. It's human. And mistakes are only mistakes if you don't learn from them. That is what I believe the whole key of this journey of life is. To make mistakes, learn, evolve, make mistakes, and then just continue the process. And if you're listening to this podcast, then it is safe to assume that you are also someone who is willing to put in the work, even if it's uncomfortable, to learn and evolve and grow into the highest and most aligned version of yourself. So, when it comes to the practice of gaining emotional freedom, I have created a list of things that when put in action, help us to align with that. So practice number one is to manage negative emotions in a healthy way. Maladaptive coping mechanisms and repressing negative emotions and experiences are super easy and feel really good in the moment, but they always lead to detrimental effects. After all, you can only sweep so much stuff under the rug before you start to trip over it. We must embrace the uncomfortable and actually deal with our negative emotions in the moment or very soon after in order to be in alignment with our best selves. When we don't, we succumb to negative behavioral responses, whether that be lashing out, shutting down, relying on substances like drugs or alcohol, playing the victim, or self-deprecating. When we acknowledge our emotions with non-judgment and maintain as neutral as possible, we open up the space for the energy to be transmuted. Since emotions are energetic messengers, the sooner we receive the message and learn the lesson, the sooner the emotion will dissipate. So, remaining cool, calm, and collected with an objective mindset is, in my opinion, the first step in intercepting a negative behavioral reaction. Let's take the emotion of jealousy, for example. In a world of hustle culture and social media, it's hard not to constantly compare yourself to the highlight reels of others, and with that can come feelings of inadequacy and jealousy. From my experience, feelings of jealousy are always a call to look inward, because we are not actually jealous of another person or their accomplishments. We instead feel the lack of self-confidence and worth in our own selves. Whenever I find myself feeling those pangs of insecurity, I always ask myself, in what ways are you not standing fully in your power? What areas of your life are you not fully confident in? What is this experience poking at in you? 
With a little bit of reflection, I will find the cause of the offset, and as soon as I acknowledge where the feeling of jealousy is coming from, the feeling immediately disappears. And then I'm able to go on and heal that part of myself, so that hopefully it doesn't happen again. And the same thing goes for feelings of anger and annoyance and fear and despair. They are signs to look inward and heal an offset within yourself. So reacting solely in the physical world or sweeping it under the rug will only be a temporary fix. True emotional freedom comes from continuously doing the inner work. Another practice I have is to embrace your insecurities. We all have flaws. That's part of being a human being. That's literally why we are here. And because of our flaws, traumas, limiting beliefs, and past experiences, we all have insecurities that live in our subconscious and that then get projected out in varying ways. So a key aspect to achieving emotional freedom is learning how to embrace our insecurities rather than resenting or repressing them or allowing ourselves to be triggered by them. Once we look at our insecurities in the eye and say, it's okay, I love you, it is safe for you to be here, they immediately lose all of their power and then they can no longer control us. Some of my past insecurities include acne, my weird sense of humor, and my struggle with making friendships. And it wasn't until I did a journaling practice where I apologized to the parts of myself that I didn't like and embraced them with love that they lost the ability to make me feel bad. And now I am no longer triggered when those insecurities are on display. Like when I break out right before an event, or no one laughs at my joke, or when I feel excluded. Sometimes it's a little uncomfortable to be that vulnerable in the moment, but they no longer cause me to ruminate in my lower emotions and act in a negative way. Similarly, because of our flaws, insecurities, traumas, soul contracts, and past life experiences, we also all have triggers. And in order to achieve emotional freedom, we must heal those triggers. In simplest terms, a trigger is a psychological stimulus that promotes a reminder of a past trauma. When triggers arise, it is instinct to react how we used to in the past. Maladaptive coping mechanisms can be a tricky habit to break, but in my opinion, the trick to eliminating this routine is to rewire the neurons in our brain by doing opposite actions. So in my case with my insecurity around feeling excluded, if that were to be triggered in a social setting, and my immediate reaction is to shut down and feel badly about myself, then I would continuously challenge myself to do the opposite action. So I would remain grounded and either reach out to a friend or family member to remind myself that I'm worthy and capable of maintaining meaningful connections, or I would spend intentional alone time where I take myself out on a date or treat myself to a form of self-care. Another example, let's say someone gets triggered when they're not in control and due to their anxiety, they decide to stay within their comfort zone rather than engage in certain activities. The opposite action for this individual would be to take incremental steps outside their comfort zone and start saying yes to experiences, even if they trigger anxiety. All within reason, obviously. And healing your triggers is not something that happens overnight. It is definitely a process, and so you should go with ease and give yourself grace along this journey. Another practice is to prioritize your health and wellness. You can't pour from an empty cup. Emotional freedom takes strength. So if you have a little mental or physical energy, it will only cause you to be too exhausted to manage your emotions and that much easier for you to react negatively based on your lower emotions. 
So maintaining a healthy mind, body, and soul by implementing practices such as yoga, meditation, journaling, healthy hygiene, cooking balanced meals, getting enough sleep, drinking ample water, etc. These habits will build upon each other and create an internal environment of stability and power. And since the physical body and energetic body are so interconnected, Prioritizing your own health and wellness will serve as the perfect foundation for evolution and alignment with your highest self. Because if you're tired or sluggish, or you have a scattered mind from not creating a healthy physical and mental environment, then there is no way you will be able to effectively heal your triggers, embrace your insecurities, or challenge maladaptive coping mechanisms. So it's best to set yourself up for success by fueling your health. Another thing that is super important is to protect your energy and to set boundaries. Despite all the control that we do have over our reality, sometimes things are not always in our immediate control. Like the energy of the people we are around or the way other people handle their triggers and lower emotions. And so when we find ourselves in an environment or with people who are toxic, we must be proactive and protect our energy and set firm but respectful boundaries. This will assist in us remaining balanced and aligned despite the chaos that may be around us. And it will also help prevent our lower emotions from getting baited. Protecting your energy can look like putting a shield of pure white light around yourself, carrying a protective crystal set with an intention, meditating and grounding before being in a large crowd. It can be as complex or simple as you desire. Setting boundaries with the people in your life, on the other hand, is not always easy but it is so worth it. Having a constructive conversation surrounding what you can and cannot tolerate in the relationship is so empowering and liberating. Protecting your energy and setting boundaries will assist you in remaining balanced so you do not easily get swayed by the chaos of your external environment. And another practice is to have an open mind. Practicing non-attachment, observing life through the lens of neutrality and non-judgment, are all powerful mindset shifts that help us remain in control of our emotions and the responses to our emotions. Having an open mind around why we are experiencing certain things and trusting in divine timing allows us the ability to relax and surrender some control over to the universe. With this ease comes a greater ability to achieve emotional freedom. And in my experience, practicing non-attachment and non-judgment takes time and it takes patience. There are a lot of instances where situations will make me anxious or I will start to judge myself or others and it takes a conscious pause and a conscious reframing of my mindset in order to sway myself past those negative emotions and align more with my higher self and align more with peace and ease and trust. But no matter how long it takes, it is so possible and it is so worth it. And it is so validating to be able to be in a space where you used to be triggered and be like, wow, I'm actually okay right now. You feel so in control, you feel so powerful, and you feel emotionally free. And last but certainly not least is to welcome in more love. Simply setting the intention to see, acknowledge, give, and receive more love has immense benefits. It has a snowball effect. The more we experience unconditional love and the elevation and vibration it provides, the easier it is for us to remain in an elevated state, and the more we desire to spread that love to the people around us. And when we are vibrating at such a high frequency, and we are full of so much love, 
lower emotions are rarely able to get through, and we are able to act from a place of alignment with our highest selves and with divinity. The best way I found to open up that space for more love is to meditate every morning or whenever you feel called to with your hands on your heart or maybe with a green crystal around you and to just say a mantra in your head over and over again that you are releasing all resistance to love and that you are attracting and welcoming in divine white light. My hands get kind of warm. I'm touching my chest right now whenever I say that and whenever I do that. It is truly a heart-activating practice and it can only take like five minutes or less and I really do experience immense benefits from it. So those are my tips for achieving emotional freedom. I have been on the journey of cultivating this practice, and it has been extremely rewarding. I'm definitely not perfect at it and still get pulled in an array of emotional directions, but I love feeling in control of my responses to life's tests and challenges, and I love gaining a deeper knowledge of what triggers me and practicing ways on how to heal from it. And I hope that this episode has inspired you to begin 2022 with the intention of gaining more emotional freedom and alignment within yourself. I truly believe from the bottom of my heart that this is the inner work that will change the world. Okay, my beautiful friend, that concludes the first episode in season two of the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I am so grateful to have you here and I am lighting up at the thought of all of the amazing talks that we will have in the future. I hope you have a balanced and aligned rest of your day, and I hope you implement these practices of emotional freedom and wake up every day closer and closer to being in full alignment with your highest self. With that said, I am sending as much light and love as I possibly can through the mic. Talk to you soon!